Do you love the Mason Vera Payne show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then keep listening. It's time for Team MVP. Uh, Team MVP is a show about your life, covering everything from movies and games to technology to politics, but not the stuff you hear about on the news. Coming to you from MVP Studios, Team MVP starts now. Team MVP correspondent Brian Altimer here live from MVP Studios in Chicago, and thank you for tuning in. Now, in 2019, SB 2090 was passed in Illinois. This bill has mandated that any county in the state with a population of 3 million or greater to establish a polling place in its county jail. That's right, I repeat, the county jail. Now, Senate Bill 828 is making its way through the Senate, and this bill will restore voting rights to people in Illinois prisons. Now, should prisoners be allowed to vote? It's a real divisive uh, issue, so that's why I have Executive Director of Chicago Votes, Stevie Vallis, to join me to explain more about this bill and why it's so important. Hey, Stevie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. So so tell me, how, how did you first become interested in voting rights for prisoners? Well, um, it started in 2017. We had, well, I had actually just become the Executive Director of Chicago Votes. And we started running an initiative inside the Cook County Jail called CCJ Votes. As part of that initiative, we would go into the jail every month and register people who were inside the Cook County Jail to vote. And based off of those interactions, we realized that even though we were registering these eligible individuals to vote, it was going to be difficult for them to actually cast their ballot, which is why we drafted and advocated for SB 2090, the bill that you referenced in your introduction. We ultimately passed that bill, but we knew that the reality is there are still 30,000 people in Illinois who are in prisons who are still unable to vote. So this initiative is just a continuation of our efforts to make sure people in jail can vote because we were able to build relationships with the people inside. We were able to understand a little bit more in depth about the political realities and how impactful it will be to give the right to vote to people in prison. And so we've just been pushing along ever since. Now, does this bill have limits to uh, what type of prisoners could vote, meaning somebody that's in prison for, let's say, grand larceny versus somebody that was in jail for murder? Does that bill implicate you know, that? It doesn't. And the reason it doesn't is because right now there doesn't exist any sort of scale in terms of taking away people's right to vote to begin with. We also feel like the right to vote is a basic fundamental right and giving folks who are incarcerated universally that right to have their voices heard at the ballot box will ultimately make our democracy better by influencing the justice system uh, and having an influence on those prison conditions which everybody has to live in. And so right now the bill just ultimately gives the right to vote to everybody who's currently incarcerated in Illinois prisons. And what do you think about the implications for not providing voting rights to prisoners if this bill happens to not pass? 
like, what do you think will happen if prisoners aren't allowed to vote? Well, I think the the implications right now is that the democracy that we have in Illinois is weakened by excluding voices from it. I think that there's a strong racial impact. The reality is that of the 30,000 people in prison, 55% of them are Black. And that is diluting the uh, the Democratic voices in Black communities across the state of Illinois. 80% of the women in prison are mothers, and that is diluting the voices of mothers in our democratic system in Illinois. The people who are elected to office have direct influence over the prison conditions. Uh, they have direct influence over the state agencies that are sending people to prison. They have direct influence on the, the length of time that people are getting when they're sentenced to prison. And so I think that by excluding the voices of people who are directly impacted by those decisions of lawmakers, we're falling short as a society. And I think the, the implications that we're feeling right now is that ultimately falling short as a society and the weakening of our democracy. We're talking with Stevie Vallis, the executive director of Chicago Votes. One of it that was always told to me, because I, I've never been to prison, is that the, the purpose of prison is to reintroduce people back into society to rehabilitate them. And do you feel that this bill is a great start to that? I do. I feel like our current prison systems are structured more to punish than to rehabilitate. So I just want to name that. But there are studies that show that when people are given their right to vote and they know that they have that right to vote and are prepared to actually participate in government, that their likelihood of recidivism drops. Part of our ongoing efforts to engage this community of individuals who are incarcerated, we passed a bill that was called Civics in Prison, which ultimately gives people as part of their reentry process civics lessons so they understand how government works and the impact of government on their society and as part of that voting in jail bill sb 2090 that you referenced earlier there was another part of it that ensured that when people are released they got know your rights guides and voter registration forms and so yes we do feel like this is part of the re rehabilitation process and we feel like by expanding these uh ac this access to civics that we're trying to give to people who are incarcerated to ultimately give them the right to vote while they're incarcerated in prison we can strengthen that rehabilitation process as people are re-entering society have you interacted with anybody in the prison system and, and kind of floated this idea to inmates and what and if so what what was their reaction do, do they really want to be a part of that process or do they do they feel like, you know, they're in, they're institutionalized and they don't have a say so? You know, we, before COVID, we were going to prison uh, around the state pretty consistently and having interactions with folks. Partnered with a woman by the name of uh, Christina Rivers, Dr. Christina Rivers at DePaul University, who has been running a program inside Stateville Prison for some time called Inside Out. And as part of that program, she distributed a survey to the people who were in prison, asking them a number of different questions that were civically related, including, do you want civics courses? Would you participate in civics courses? Would that be helpful? Would you vote if you had the opportunity to vote? Um, and I think over 80% of the people in prison answered like, yes, they would vote. And contrary to a lot of people's beliefs, the political ideologies in the prison 
were pretty balanced. Uh, not everybody said that they will vote Democrat. Not everybody said they will vote Republican, neither. There are a lot of independents and a pretty mixed bag between Democrats and Republicans. So this is something that folks in prison are interested in and want. But the issue is, you know, they lack the ability to have a solidified voice in advocating for this because they don't have the vote. And elected officials do not have to check in with people in prison about what people in prison want because people in prison are not currently constituents of elected officials. So we have a gap here of folks who are directly impacted by a, a very harmful system not being able to have a voice in government to articulate the impact of that system on their lives by way of the vote, which again gets back to the point I was making earlier is just weakening our democracy and ultimately not fair. Wow. And that brings us to my next question. We're talking to executive director of Chicago Vote, Stevie Vallis. We're talking about SB 2090, Senate Bill 828, which would allow prisoners in Illinois to actually vote. Has the governor been hands on with this Governor Prisker uh, and how has his stance been on it so far, if, if he has? So we are working with the governor's office right now to get a feel for where their stance is on this issue. The governor has been a supporter of voting in jail, was a strong advocate for it. The lieutenant governor, when she was a state representative, actually carried the voting in jail bill. And then it was given over to the Senate upon her ascension to the lieutenant governor's seat. Right now in the legislature, and I'd imagine in the governor's mansion or in the governor's office, the biggest hangup is confusion around the constitutionality of giving people in prison the right to vote. It is constitutional to restore people's right to vote while they're in prison. During the constitutional convention that took place that resulted in our current constitution, there is a lengthy debate over once somebody is incarcerated, when their right to vote should be restored or if their right to vote should be taken away. And ultimately what Illinois constitution landed on is when you're released from prison, you definitely have your right to vote, but your right to vote cannot be held from you after your release. It has to be restored no later than your release. And that phrase no later than is very important because it ultimately leaves room for the legislature to decide when somebody's right to vote should be restored after they've been incarcerated. And the transcripts from the Constitutional Convention clearly say that that was the constitutional author's intention in writing it this way. Uh, so our bill is trying to push back against decisions that were made by the legislature in the 80s that made it so people in prison had their right to vote taken away from them for the entirety of their sentence. And we're trying to make it so upon somebody's entry into our prison system that they will be given that right to vote back to them within a good length of time before the first election that takes place while they're incarcerated. So it's important for the legislature to understand that this is their job. It is their decision to make. It is not a thing that is constitutionally restricting them from making a decision. And it's important that, and what we're trying to do is make sure that the governor's office and the lieutenant governor's office understands that as well. I believe based off of our prior interactions and the history of the policies that the governor has signed into law, that the governor will be supportive of this. It's just a matter of clearing up the confusion around the constitutionality. And again, I just want to state for the record that 
giving people in prison their right to vote is constitutional in the state of Illinois. And there are a number of legal opinions and constitutional scholar opinions that back up that claim. All right. Final question. It's kind of a two part question. What do you say to people that are totally against prisoners voting because they feel like that whatever crime they did pretty much wrote their own ticket to go to prison. What do you say to people that's just opposed to it? And do you see this legislation being historic and catching on in other states? You know, what I say to people is our justice system isn't working. And to have the perspective that this person deserves their ha- their right to vote taken away because they committed a crime is to have the perspective that the justice system is working the way that the justice system is supposed to work. And the reality is 94% of people who are incarcerated are incarcerated on plea deals. And a lot of those plea deals are taken because people who are incarcerated, in addition to being predominantly Black, predominantly Brown, are also by and large poor. So they can't afford private attorneys to represent their case and to hear their argument in front of a jury of their peers. And so I just want to like make that abundantly clear that a lot of people who are in prison did not go through the proper channels in how our justice system is supposed to work. And I think it's important to have those voices heard in our democratic system so that our justice system can start to function better. And then in terms of the how historic this bill is. It's extremely historic. There's only, you know, Washington, D.C., people are allowed to vote in prison. Vermont, people are allowed to vote in prison. Maine, people are allowed to vote in prison. In America, those are the only three places. And all three of those places, they never took the right to vote while you are in prison away from people. So this would be the first state. Illinois would be the first state to give that right to vote back to people by way of legislation. And I thought, I also think it opens up a very important dialogue about our prison system. Who's in prison? Why are they in prison? How prominent and prevalent is the carceral system in Illinois and America? We incarcerate in America more people than any other country in the entire world. And by and large, with the exception of those three regions that I mentioned, those people do not have the right to vote. So while America boasts of this pentacle of what a democracy should look like, we also have to acknowledge that through our over-incarceration systems, we also disenfranchise more people than any democracy in the world. And again, most of those people are Black, most of those people are Brown, 80% of the women that we uh, disenfranchise are mothers, and a lot of those people are poor. And if we want a government of the people, by the people, for the people, and our democracy is supposed to make sure that happens, then these at-risk populations who are are at-risk in our communities um, need to have a voice. And these at-risk populations, are their voices are being overly diluted because these at-risk populations are also the same populations that populate our prisons. And so that's just not how a democracy should function. That's not how a good society should function in our opinion. So hopefully by passing this bill, this opens up a a real dialogue about the people who are in prison instead of 
the prison population being viewed as simply as felons, as criminals, as, as, as statistics, and are applied a little bit of more humanity and their stories and their voices are elevated to a higher level. And there you have it, Executive Director of Chicago Votes, Stevie Vallis. For more information on this and other issues, you can go to chicagovotes.com. That is chicagovotes.com. Stevie, thanks so much for joining us. Keep fighting a good fight, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Love what you just heard? Team MVP is brought to you by everyone's favorite unabridged millennial, Mason Vera Payne. Let's be friends. Connect with us at Mason Vera Payne on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Got a question or comment for the show? Email contact at masonverapayne.com. And make sure to check out masonverapayne.com to catch up on what you missed and get fresh content multiple times a week. That's Mason Vera, P-A-I-N-E, all one word, dot com.